Welcome to Conversations with Reinforced Engineers podcast, India's first podcast for and by civil engineers. Join us on our journey to simplify and bring you experiences straight from the industry. This is your host Gokul Ji Kumar along with co-host ES Krishnaram and Padmadeep Joshi. So let's jump right into it. Hello friends, welcome to the 5th episode of Conversations with Reinforced Engineers podcast. Thank you so much for showing your love towards our previous podcast episodes. We as a team are looking forward to bring you interesting and effective contents in the future episodes. So if you have any suggestion for future episode topics, please let us know at cwrepodcast@gmail.com or you can also convey this through eskrishnaram.com. So our primary speaker for today's discussion is Krishna because uh, he is too much into investing. He will mostly be sharing from his recently published article which is about his 5 years of investing journey he will have a lot of story to tell from his 5 years of investing so krishna what's your initial thoughts when you started investing hello guys i actually started investing back in may 2015 but my experiences with investing go even way back but i don't think that would be relevant to the discussion here but i have always found that i had this interest towards investing finance stock market especially i guess a lot of people would be because it is very lucrative may you get a chance to make money over there so finally i was doing my btech as any young dude doing his engineering i was also trying to make a quick buck and i thought maybe stock market would be the way forward uh, to do that i i guess the initial requirements was you just need to have a pan card and a bank account you can start a demat account so i went to a brokerage based out of in kerala geojit limited i started way back in may 2015 filled up forms had to wait for around one one or two weeks to get the procedures done as far as i got the permissions to do start trading i was very excited but even before that i had what is hre picked uh, five or six stocks that i want because he when you are investing actual money you will be doing a lot of research you want to yes. pick up stocks you want to make a lot of money you want to double the money in next two months and stuff like that so back in june because uh, the what do you say the preparations went for one or two weeks so i finally invested my first tranche of money on june 10th that was a wednesday in 2015 those were in six companies i believe and that amount was around somewhere around 22500 that i collected for the past 6 or 7 years like pocket money you 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 go to some aunt's place she'll give you some 500 rupees i'll save that so i had around 22500 rupees starting back in 2015 and uh, those were some random companies because i had little to no awareness about what was happening so i'm like okay i'll i'll pick up a company i'll invest some i'll equally split my uh, what do you say cash into the number i picked back then was 65 shares i guess so i bought 65 shares of random companies i am not going to name them because it will probably be very embarrassing <laughs> for me but one company i held on for nearly 4 years most of the other companies i sold at random points in time getting like some small profits here and there so that was the very initial phase of my investing yes krishna even i started investing in uh, stock market 2 3 years back you know that <laughs> but i never had lot of money there so whenever a need comes to me i used to withdraw funds so whether i am getting profit or loss i didn't care about that but later i realized that what i did was big mistake and now also i am learning from my mistakes so i have never explored mutual fund as an option 
but now i have realized that uh, it's also important and i have started investing in sips as an investor when we start our journey it's always a learning process and it takes time to get into track so pd would you like to share your experience my take on investing was quite different actually i was looking for ekka double philosophy if you can correlate with the dialogue i didn't started with the mutual funds or other forms of investing but i directly went with the cryptocurrency yes even i started somewhere around i guess november 2015 uh, my first investment was a uh, 5000 rupees and i invested in cryptocurrency within few did days you money, did you make money on cryptocurrency yeah yeah within <laughs> within within 15 days the amount went to around 10000 rupees then okay. it increased oh, man. <laughs> don't say that and, you didn't withdraw at 10000 rupees uh, yeah that's the learning part over here i didn't okay. withdraw the money withdraw amount somewhere in june 2019 so oh. that time it was around 6000 rupees i paid my airfares with that i'm happy with the thing but i didn't actually like get into this stuff i was relying more on my friends and how they are looking looking with the amount it's an interesting story actually me and my friend started investing into cryptocurrency at the same time we both invested 5000 rupees now he has a portfolio of more than 2 3 lakhs i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> i withdrew the amount at 6000 so yeah that was the learning after that i went with the conventional thing that is the mutual fund while you were explaining the journey krishna i remember you wrote one article on investing as well so yes, there yes. there you mentioned that why we need to start early exactly so yeah i i think we all were trying to start in early in our career but still we went till the third year of our engineering mm. so what is your take on that so you might have already heard this quote compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world he who understands it earns it and he who doesn't pays it so one of the what is a most interesting aspect about investing is that time is a very big factor in your investing journey it's a very long term game and i don't think you will be able to make very uh, reasonable kind of returns on a short frame see we are very mortal beings we can live for 100 200 years what we have is a very limited time frame to grow this wealth right if you start with a very small amount because we will be starting with a very small amount right we just got a job we are having a fixed salary we have other expenses as well the amount that we get to set aside for investing would be very small but what we can ensure is that that amount lies there and you allow it to compound for a very long period of time even if the interest rate that you are getting or the returns that you are getting is say just 20% 20% is a very big number but if you invest say 1000 rupees today next year it is 1200 rupees but if you allow it to compound for a very huge time you say 30 years i'll just share another aspect of my investing journey the very first day that i started investing in stocks i also started investing into mutual funds as google already mentioned it's an sap that is you put equal amounts of money at equal intervals of time or you can take some flexibility as as you have cash you can invest but the idea is that you do it at a monthly basis when i started back then it was like i'll invest 2000 rupees into sips each month that sip that i started 5 years back i haven't broken it yet so the idea is that you invest small amount of money but you keep it for a very long time allowing it to compound over time that is when you get the real return out of it 
so we have to give maximum time for our investment to get the most of the power of compounding right yes. so also i have uh, what do you say in the article i've uh, written about a hypothetical example let's take two cases first case say krishna he invested rupees 2000 rupees per month until say age of 25 then by the age of 25 he would have already invest 168000 rupees assuming a return of say 12 percentage on a monthly like on a yearly basis that 168000 that he invested over 7 years would have grown by grown to 263950 so after that he stops he's not investing anymore okay at age 25 he invested 168000 by age 25 that had grown to 263000 let's say that he stopped investing forever assuming the same 12 percentage return by age 60 he would have had 1 crore 72 lakh rupees he only invested rupees 168000 for the initial 7 years then he waited right he didn't do anything he just waited allowing the money to get compounded let's take another example who starts at age 25 okay he starts at age 25 because he didn't know about uh, the concept of starting early so another guy say ram he starts investing at 25 he does 2000 rupees per month for the next 35 years that is by the time he also reaches 60 so he starts at 25 Invest two thousand rupees per month for the next thirty-five years. That would be eight lakh forty thousand rupees. And by age sixty, Ram would only have one crore thirty lakh rupees. So that's a difference of about forty lakhs. Even though the second person invested five times more than the first person. So that is the example that I'm trying to show why starting early is very important. true krishna that's why even warren buffett says that he could have started much earlier though he started yes, yes. at the age of 11 yeah <laughs> he started at age of 11 and still says that he was late to investing so we are not even in the race <laughs> also there is this very interesting graph that shows how what is say warren buffett's net worth got increased over the years if you see the initial 40 50 years of his investing careers the return from those 50 years were very small compared to the next say 20 or 30 years compounding over huge durations of time takes up takes your what to say net worth to the next level krishna you have written quality first always and uh, yes you have written you always picked hot stocks in the beginning even even i did the same i always search for hot stocks like how can i earn more money or more return in the beginning but it was a wrong decision from my side krishna would you like to elaborate this see i guess this is some uh, this is a mistake that uh, i guess everyone makes in the beginning because they'll be lot focused into trying to find the hot stock that has the opportunity to give 100% in the next one month 200% in one year those kind of see even even i started like that my google search would be like next multi bagger stock then next stock 50x stock 100x stock because see making money that that mindset is there with every people but what i learned over the past 5 years is that you might get lucky once or twice but that is not the fundamental approach that you should be taking towards investing quality first what i mean by that is that see you might find a random company that if you google for a trending hot stock for india or something like that you might find a company that you have never heard about but the returns you get from that is not very guaranteed there is a lot of risk because it might be a very shady company that management running the company might be siphoning off money 
so you never know it is always better to invest in companies that have proved what they are doing have consistently generated returns for their shareholders and for the company so you will all, always be on a safer side sticking on to quality first those other factors like picking a hot stock it might work for you once or twice but it is not going to stick along krishna if you ask to define what you mean by hot stock like do you say it in a one or two lines i think audience would be interested to know that thinking of a definition for hot stock i guess most <laughs> of our audience would also have seen this movie uh, wolf of wall street there is this very interesting scene where leonardo dicaprio tries to sell a penny stock to a to a random investor that he calls on phone so it is like those stocks are going up for some random reason that not a lot of people outside the community knows about there are these yes. people on say xyz tv channels or there are even whatsapp groups and stuff like that where they sh- share daily tips and tricks daily or talk ideas you by this morning sell in the afternoon we don't know why it is going up or down there are some stock picking based on technical parameters other than that these hot stocks are expected to do really well but you don't know why it is doing really you don't know why it is going to generate that kind of return in the coming days mostly they have a very short time frame krishna i have always seen advertisements on my stock brokers account or the website so should i go with that see the fundamental reason why brokers try to say that this stock is going to do well is that how they making money when you are doing a trade they earn a percentage of that trade as their brokerage fees right so they don't want you to be a long term investor if you are investing 100 rupees for the next one year and selling it only after one year they'll earn brokerage once when you buy and once when you sell other than that they are not going to make any money on that 100 rupees right but if they convince you to be a day trader or you are churning that 100 rupees say you bought it today you are selling it after one month and investing into an another company again selling after one month so each time you are carrying out a trade with that same 100 rupees the broker is earning commissions or brokerage out of that that is the primary reason why they try to make you into a trader rather than a long term investor but the other side of the thing is that when they are asking you to buy into a specific stock and they are consistently giving bad stock recommendation their client won't be mm-hmm. uh, what do you say trusting in them right so they are also doing some kind of research uh, there is uh, technical analysis and stuff like that they are also doing some kind of research in the background and then they are trying to suggest their clients to invest in that stock because they don't actually want you to be investing in a bad stock and you losing money in that so true true i would say that it would depend upon your i would say it would uh, depend upon your requirement because ultimately either you win i mean either you get some money or you lose some money but the broker is only going to win money out of that he is not going to lose anything so even if he is suggesting something i would say don't blindly buy that or sell that stock just because he is recommending it you do your own study before taking any action okay okay the brokerage concept for me is quite different i have hired a, a broker just to help me out with the process the process is like i'll be suggesting when to invest how to invest and what amount to invest and he'll be helping out with the other formats filling of the form or or say like buying of the shares i think krishna rightly mentioned this thing also it is up to you then 
how you want to take up the process so i prefer to have my broker next to me till i am confident even to file my own uh, sales and sips in the long run it is always better to have your own analysis and things to look after so krishna we are all going to join a company future so what is your advice to those people how much should they invest how much percentage of their salary should they invest okay so i'll answer that question in two forms first one would be as a fresher who did not have much money like because see even i am yet to earn right but even then i managed to invest in these stocks and equity mutual fund and stuff like that for the past 5 years so my advice is that saving and investing should be a primary concern people have this idea like okay i'll spend for whatever things i want to spend for and then if there is something else i will save it i would say the approach that you should be taking is that you save first and then whatever is left you make expenses out of that for a salaried person see it is purely based on the individual's capacity and requirement maybe say maybe i might be having an education loan maybe someone might not be having so in that case he might be at a better position to put more into his uh, saving or equity or anything of that manner right somewhere around uh, 15 to 20 percentage would be a very good number i would say yes krishna i think saving up to 20 percent it's a huge challenge in current days even i prepared a beautiful matrix back in march because like we were supposed to join by april earlier i was expecting to save somewhere around 30 percent 10 percent will be the a uh, liquidated amount in uh, in form of cash i'll be putting somewhere in my bank account Great. or something something like that and another in form of mutual funds mm-hmm. while i was preparing the entire graph surprisingly the expenses were boosting up to 50% mm-hmm. so that was the biggest hurdle for me so do you think krishna we can control our expenses by any way you have a netflix account right <laughs> <laughs> I will keep five percent separate for the entertainment and charity as well. Then again, you. <laughs> But I think I, I. Then again, you are going to movie theaters now that the theaters are not yeah. open. I guess. See, there are a <laughs> lot of, lot of areas, especially coming to you. You, you go to Starbucks to drink coffee. <laughs> Hoping you would, you would come to that. <laughs> so see, there are definitely ways to cut down your expenses. But the first thing is, as you have rightly done. the first step would be to identify where those expenses are coming from right see if you mm. can't measure it you can't manage it so if you are drinking 300 rupee coffee cut down to 100 <laughs> rupees or 50 rupees i spend 8 rupees on a coffee 12 rupees <laughs> same here same here <laughs> not when you guys are with me huh? <laughs> see that is what see there are definitely going to be expenses that is going to come up see there will always be expenses you can't make your expenses go to zero right because see there are needs and those are things like you have to pay say electricity bill even internet bill food grocery expenses those are needs you need that to survive the next stuff is wants those are optional thing it is good see you can buy a 20000 phone you can buy a 50000 phone you can buy a phone for 1 lakh rupees those are your wants you can buy it's not necessary that you buy so you can cut down on your wants your aspirations you want a netflix account or you want to be happy with an amazon prime so that question is always there you can always trim down your wants but you can't 
with those for needs but once you can definitely trim them down pd you are just starting uh-huh. just imagine if there is a mrs padmadeep and you have <laughs> padmadeep junior 1 padmadeep junior 2 then don't even go there man <laughs> it, it it's an even bigger mess right so it is always better when you start as a single person and you have your finances sorted out it would be very easy for you to extrapolate but one very interesting thing happened during the lockdown is i even planning to keep a separate amount for learning part as well because great, great, great. now now you know that a lot many challenges coming when it comes to learning mm-hmm. and after we graduated from a pg college now you know that there are lot more things to learn true true so i'm See, trying actually, to was, put some percentage for that as well yeah i was reading this book uh, the richest man in babylon i guess this book was written around 100 years back but the advices in those books still remain i guess it's an evergreen book the advices in that will remain relevant forever what that see the entire book is predicated on one aspect it says 10 percentage of what you earn should go to you i'll repeat that 10 percentage of what you earn you should be investing in yourself that might be in term of say buying more books to read investing in for education gaining knowledge anything if you can make that happen 10 percentage of what you earn you invest in yourself you're going to be in a very great position so pd what are you in, like when you said that you are investing in yourself what form is it like if you talk specifically about the learning part so before the lockdown i never actually thought about it so if i'm making purchase a purchase of a book set or if i'm making a purchase to buy a new headset for recording a podcast first i always used to think i don't have money for this thing but when it comes to coffee or a movie i never used to actually thought about it yeah i already had a budget i already had the threshold limits but i didn't had a specific benchmarks to do things so like when i was taking my capm exam i was not sure that how i'm going to come up with the amount cost was somewhere around 18000 then luckily i got this scholarship that's a different story but <laughs> initially there was this barrier so now i'm planning to keep even the learning part as my portfolio so so it doesn't end up going for loan very unplanned so that was the initial plan great, great. thanks to your articles <laughs> true pd what you said is absolutely correct the learning part is also a much important thing we should consider yeah pd you talked about your expenses But Krishna, what do you think? How much amount should we keep in our bank account for some emergency allocation? Because we invest in stock market, we invest in other instrument. There are chances that if an emergency comes to us, we won't be able to liquefy that fund as much as as early as possible. So, what is your take on that, and how should we consider that thing? I can just to say speak from the experience of reading books and stuff like that. the ideal range uh, would be 3 to 6 months of your exp- like monthly expense see if you are having a monthly expense of rupees 1 lakh it is better that you have 3 to 6 lakh rupees lying in your bank account for any any unseen kind of emergencies maybe you have a what to say unexpected hospitalization or something like that happens or maybe your car broke down very big expense for repair and maintenance it is better that you have some kind of cash lying around for an emergency expense that so that you don't have to withdraw from portfolio so krishna what mm-hmm. do you mean when you say cash is a king 
from your entire article this was very catchy for me i think you already mentioned that i have to keep a separate amount uh, in time of crisis say for 6 months or seven yeah yeah but what exactly you, you mean by that see this would be an addition to what google has already asked one thing is maintaining an emergency fund so that when you are in an emergency that cash will do wonders for you right so that is one part what i meant by this statement cash is king is that especially with respect to an investing framework is that see i was 100 percentage invested all the time if i had 1 lakh rupees the entire 1 lakh rupees was invested in the market maybe into stocks or it, or mutual funds the 100 percentage of the fund 100 percentage of the time but what happened see is that or what i understood is that you should also have a percentage of your portfolio in cash that is say if i am maintaining 10 percentage as cash in my portfolio for 1 lakh rupees that would be 10000 rupees i would be maintaining it as cash and when a situation comes see there are always opportunities in the market say uh, say recently due to the crisis and all stock markets fell down by a lot but the issue is that my entire portfolio went down and i was not having any spare cash to invest at that lower time so you you are actually losing that financial opportunity to average down when the market is down because you you did not have any cash lying around right so i would say you should not be entirely invested there are people uh, who do that and there is no issue in that but if you have some cash in the portfolio that you can invest at any time it would be a huge opportunity when the market goes down or something like that happens people also act as a contingency fund we can say in emergency yeah, we can use if that if you if you needed a small amount of money out of an emergency you you should not be waiting okay is this the right time to sell this stock and get that money out of the portfolio that because that happens you never know what is going to happen tomorrow right yes so krishna what is this 8020 rule you were uh, talking a lot about this 8020 rule in your uh, in your article so tell us about Actually, that this, so google this uh, 8020 rule in investing that is there is nothing like that i made that up based on the real pareto principle that says 80% of the effect come from 20% of the causes so i modified that into this investing framework and uh, i recently tweeted about it so what it says is 80% of your returns come from 20% of your portfolio and i added something else don't sell the 20 percentage to buy the 80 percentage so what i mean by that is say you had 10 stocks in your portfolio it is never going to happen that all the um, entire portfolio is going to be doing really well there might be couple of outliers that are doing exceptionally well even for the ones that are not doing well so out of 10 stocks maybe two stocks would be doing really well that would also coop up the losses made by the bottom eight and sometimes that is what you try to achieve right maybe you will always hear these people making investments in say big stocks like say facebook tesla they made this much amount of money in the past 20 years but what you don't hear is that they made n number of other investments that did not go well so it is it is like you can't expect your entire portfolio to be generating huge amount of wealth for you there will be some outliers that are making huge amount of money and that would do relatively well in the long run uh, krishna i have a question for you so <laughs> i was just referring to your tweet 
what is the usual reactions you get on twitter what are the usual reactions mine is around somewhere around 5 or 6 that's the max mine is around 1 like bro probably from your google that is it <laughs> this post what krishna is talking about the 80 20 rule in investing uh-huh. it goes somewhere around 41 reactions <laughs> so so that is probably more oh, more than the people who i'm following <laughs> my twitter uh, follow no. is very bad huh? i guess the audience <laughs> I, can go up search for yes krishna yeah. and follow me there <laughs> do it for me as well <laughs> but youtube people motivated but youtube people motivated me to join twitter okay <laughs> i just started it let's see <laughs> krishna you rightly mentioned about this uh, 8020 rule what we do is usually when we get some profit on some stocks we usually sell that in quick succession when we have that huge amount in our hand we just sell it and we won't wait for future whether the stock will be doing well in future or not we won't analyze that thing it happens with uh, most of the initial investors who start investing see even 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 i had made this mistake and i i guess i am still doing that mistake so the second part of the 8020 rule in investing is that you don't sell the 20% to buy the 80%. See what happens is that when you see that some of your stocks are doing good, some of your stocks are doing bad. You think that okay, I have some profit here, I'll sell off the entire thing and buy the companies that are in loss. You're thinking that you are averaging down but ultimately it's going to do more harm. See, uh I have heard a lot about stock market being too much volatile. People usually they don't uh, take interest in investing in stock market. as most of their initial what we can say initial investment journey is always ruined because of some of the decisions what they take so what's your take on that krishna should we invest in short, uh, stock market or what should be a strategy in doing that being volatile is the fundamental nature of how the stock market works and uh, literally there is nothing you can do about it because see that is how the entire system works there is always going to be volatility but the thing is volatility is in the short term see if you have a 20 year vision for your portfolio why is it that you are interested in what is going to happen tomorrow the sensex or nifty move up or down by 2% or 3% 1% i would say you should not be cautious about that at all you should not be paying attention to that but that being said it is very difficult for a person to see say your portfolio falling by 20% in say one or two months that is very difficult for a person to hear. it's mostly about what the person is going through it mostly about how you are reacting to what is happening to your portfolio what is your behavior and it's basically psychological right but even if you know that you're in it for the long run you feel like you feel stressed when you see that um, markets reacting very volatility markets reacting very violently towards a news or something like that but ultimately it's going to be there the only thing you can do is that if you are buying a stock or a share with conviction that you expect it to go to xyz in say 5 10 years you stick to the entire course because you never know company might not give say much return for the next Three or four years, and then have one brilliant year after six years. So you you'll never know. You you can say that you identified the stock, but if you're not going to stick with it, you or you sold off after three or four years, you are losing the fifth and sixth year. Then you are not making much return, right? 
so it is volatile there are huge price swings here and there but those mostly happen in the short term and uh, in the long run it is fine you can like just ignore the noise around the short term volatility true krishna this thing happens and most of the investors what they do is they shift towards fds again they shift towards fds but they don't know what is happening in fd they are getting merely 5 to 6 percentage of profit I mean, on I there mean, people used to get 5 and 6 percentage now i guess it is somewhere around 2 or 3 percentage yeah now it happened yeah so but that being said oh, wait, but wait, that wait. being said i am not saying that fds are bad investments because see it depends upon the risk taking capability say you are a 65 year old guy and uh, you have this pension amount that you got and your life saving you don't want to gamble in the stock market right because you need fixed income you you know that you are not going to buy a car or you don't have much expenses lined up so for that kind of a person fixed deposits might be a great instrument there is nothing wrong in investing in fixed deposits but if you as a 23 year old young professional just starting your career there are better options than fd that is what i told krishna i mentioned about uh, the mistake what i did that is i realized mutual fund after a long time that it's a very good option to invest had a lot of advertisement on tv that mutual fund sahi hai so do you believe that the mutual fund is sahi hai <laughs> yes mutual funds sahi hai see the reason is that my see my thoughts when i was mentioning mutual fund sahi hai in my article was that see i was actually investing in mutual funds from the very beginning that was 5 years back also i was investing in mutual funds but somewhere my mindset was like okay mutual fund is too simple and i might be a very what is expert in investing so i need some action so why not i pick my own stocks right that was the mindset that i was having i thought i need to see some fireworks i need to see some action in my portfolio and i will pick my stocks but what i found out is that see the ultimate aim of investing is not to have fun right you 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 it is not the stock you pick got 30 percentage in one year you are not investing to satisfy yourself the reason of investing is to generate returns mutual funds are a instrument or are a platform that has been consistently delivering returns without much of the risk that is associated with individual stock picking so the aim your aim of investing should be to make returns mutual funds are a great platform true krishna i realized it after a long time then i started investing in sips i'd say krishna was always my mentor for that also i always ask krishna what what stock i should invest on or what mutual fund i take so he has always been a good mentor to me <laughs> so krishna would you like to share some of the mistakes you committed while doing your investment yeah sure see these mistakes are that can happen to anybody it happened to me also see even i have Uh, read about all this stuff even before investing but what happens is that ultimately you do you make the same mistakes but the thing is that you study from those mistakes right because if you made a mistake and you found out that then you will try not to make a mistake rather than reading okay someone else made this mistake I'll, it is very uh, what do you say it is nearly impossible for you to avoid that mistake just by reading someone else made that mistake so i'll share some of the mistakes that i made the first one is not diversifying enough what do you mean by that see i have already mentioned i was 100% invested in equities i never tried any other asset classes 
see there are as uh, pd already mentioned you can invest in debts uh, those are like corporate bonds government bonds those give fixed returns and there isn't much volatility associated with it but the returns that you get when compared to equity would be low i'm like okay equity gives higher returns i'll always invest in equities but as an 18 year old or a 19 year old that was fine but going forward that would not be a very good decision on my part so diverse not diversifying enough is one then another one would be not exploring other instruments these again say includes say investing in gold not physical gold you can buy digital gold now uh, etfs uh, reits real estate investment trust then exchange traded funds bonds again with the unpredictable nature of the market it is always best that you diversify among multiple asset groups beyond equities so that see some might be giving lesser returns when compared to equity but it would be adding much needed stability to your portfolio in the long run the third mistake that i had been doing was portfolio churning and what do you mean by portfolio churning it is over trading like i mentioned the case about say the broker asking you to be a day trader trying to bombard you with uh, stock recommendations and stuff like that see i had at one point traded a lot with the money that i had say even if i had say around 50000 rupees in my portfolio i used to trade with that 50000 rupees on a monthly basis maybe i had a turnover of 50000 rupees every month that is generally not a very good strategy for the long run so portfolio churning you find very good quality companies that are consistent compounders you invest them and then you forget it right warren buffett once said like uh, your uh, thought process should be like if you invest in a stock and the stock market goes closed for the next 10 years you should not be worrying about that so that is one thing portfolio churning mm. so krishna when you were talking about the instruments i was actually very curious to know this thing since our parents are more inclined towards investing into gold or silver uh, or even uh, commodities for a reason the people who started after say 2000 in terms of investing we are looking more towards the other forms of investing like you said about equity debt even real estate investment trust so what is your take on that i think I mean to ask is do you still think gold is a better investment or do you think it is a risky commodity to go for that now SPDC I always believe that uh, gold should be a part of your portfolio and uh, I guess gold would always be relevant because see gold is been here for around the past 4000 5000 6000 years and it will still always be there because people around the world understand that gold has some intrinsic value and it is always going to be there see the returns you get from gold might not be that great when compared to equity over long periods of time but it is definitely going to add some much needed what you say stability to your portfolio and it is very liquid right it is not that volatile when compared to other equities okay krishna now you can continue about your mistakes you were telling that yeah so another mistake is trying to invest in penny stocks so what are penny stocks penny stocks are something of a american terminology it is like companies that are trading less than 1 dollar so see the thing is that we feel that say a company trading at rupees 1000 is very expensive and a company trading at rupees 20 is cheap and uh, if you had 1000 rupees to buy a stock you probably won't buy a stock worth rupees 1000 you will buy a stock worth rupees 20 uh, so that you feel that you have some 50 stocks right 
so that was one mistake i made in the initial uh, years because my google searches would be like best stock under 50 best stock under 100 best stock under 200 and uh, it is not that there are no good stocks under 200 but uh, it's a flaw in the thought process while picking stocks we believe that it was a very healthy discussion and hope you got a good idea about investing and we also discussed about what are the common mistakes done by us in our initial investing days so would you like to add something as a concluding remark krishna see the experiences that i've shared i do agree that 5 uh, years of investing is a, not a very big amount of time in the market but compared to another 23 year old 5 years of investing is a big uh, amount of time so what i would like to share to you is that if you want to learn the craft the art of investing or the craft of investing i would say you should also be making these mistakes and studying from that and learning from that make mistakes and make mistakes in the beginning because see see even if i had lost some 50000 rupees in the stock markets it is fine i can manage it it is not like a very big deal right now when compared to say you losing 50 lakhs when you're at age 40 right so i would say you make the mistakes you make the mistakes in the beginning when the what you say the stakes are low i guess that's mostly from my part i was sharing my brief experiences in the investing spectrum over the past 5 years i guess there would be people out there who have, who had also had investing experience so why don't you share your story or share your thought process some mistakes that you made that was not mentioned here something you would like to add please do share them in the comments we'll be responding to each one of them so i guess that is it so thank you krishna for your concluding remarks so guys we call it a day today and thank you so much for listening to us and have a nice day thank you for tuning into this week's episode of conversations with reinforced engineers podcast hope you found value in the discussion and do tune in for next episodes and in case if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on future episode thank you once again and have a great day